Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Redlands campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. God, we do thank you for your provision this weekend, even just being able to gather and to meet together, even with the restrictions, God, we're so grateful. But most of all, God, we come to you with grateful hearts for all that you have done for us. God, our hearts cannot thank you enough for the sacrifice that you made on our behalf. God, I pray this morning that we would turn our eyes to you and that we would turn the eyes of our hearts to you. That you would open us up to all that you want to speak to us, all that you want to reveal to us through your word this morning and through the story of Easter. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, who loves a good before and after story? Come on, we all love a good before and after story. Our our TVs, our magazines, our uh, bestsellers are all filled with before and after stories. But there's no greater before and after story than the story of Easter. You know, this event that happened on this weekend, 2,000 years ago, changed the course of history forever. See, the history of the world as we know it is literally separated into before Easter and after Easter. See, before Easter, Jesus didn't have many followers at all. His ministry didn't last very long and his influence hadn't spread very far. He hadn't written down any of his teachings. He didn't leave behind the legacy of any great building in his name. And he hadn't created any great works of art for us to admire and enjoy. But what happened after the Easter weekend is a different story. See, it was just a few weeks after Easter that one of his followers named Peter stood before a crowd and said that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus was the one that they were waiting for. And 3,000 people that day gave their lives to become followers of Jesus. After Peter's little talk, the followers of Jesus went from 120 to 3,000. But if you think that's pretty incredible, which you've got to admit it is, 2,000 years later, there are 2.3 billion people who believe that Jesus is the Son of God who died to forgive their sins. 2.3 billion And the church is the largest organisation on planet Earth. It's bigger than China, Europe and the US all put together. And the church has continued Jesus' ministry for the last 2,000 years without ceasing. Although there were some really dark times in the history of the church. I mean, the Romans fed Christians to the lions But even though there were some dark times in the history of the church, the church has never stopped shining the light of Christ into the darkness of the world for the last 2,000 years. 
Today, there are followers of Jesus in every corner of the globe, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Although Jesus never wrote a book himself, more books have been written about him than any other person in the history of the world. Although Jesus never composed a song himself, more songs have been composed about Jesus than any other person in the world. In fact, Amazing Grace is still the most sung song in the history of the world. And although Jesus was a carpenter, he never left behind one building. But more buildings have been built in honour of Jesus than any other person or any other cause in the history of the world. And although Jesus never painted a picture or made a sculpture, at least that we know of, more works of art have been devoted to Jesus than any other person or subject in history. That's incredible. So what happened? Why is Easter the most significant before and after moment in the history of the world? What happened? The resurrection happened. Jesus rose from the dead. That's what happened. The resurrection changed everything. It's the single most important event in the history of the world. See, Jesus was put to death on a cross on Friday, as we read earlier in the scripture. And on the third day, in the Hebrew way of counting days, he rose from the grave. Jesus Christ, a carpenter from Nazareth with a small handful of followers who did some pretty cool miracles. He gave some pretty inspiring sermons to people on a hill in Galilee over a three-year period. This man, this Jesus, rose from the dead. Come on, can I hear an amen? The resurrection of Jesus has split our history into before and after. See, our calendar is set by the birth of Jesus. But it's only because of Easter and the resurrection of Jesus that anybody even remembers the birth of Jesus. Our whole world is divided into the before, sorry, into before the resurrection and after the resurrection. The resurrection is the greatest before and after story of all time. And here's the important bit for us today. It can be your before and after story this Easter too. If you want, it can be yours. The before and after story of Jesus is for everyone who receives it. See, the before and after of Easter is the before and after transformation that we all need. Because Easter, before Easter, we were all guilty before God. You know, if I asked you today to make a list of the things that you regret in your life, the things that you feel guilty about or ashamed of, I'm sure you could all make a, a, a pretty good list pretty quickly. 
but we'd all have different things on our list. And some of you might need a whole ream of paper to make your list. And you think that there's no way that God can forgive you of all of these sins. Just saying, this one's my husband's. <laughs> he needs a whole ream. Doesn't load the dishwasher correctly. I reckon there's lots of men here this morning who have that on their list. Doesn't pick up wet towels. Only, has only ever bought me three bunches of flowers, ever. 27 years of marriage, ever. I won't show you the rest of them. They start to get a little bit more serious. Others of you might actually think, I just need a little note. I'm a good person. I don't have much on my note. This one is actually mine. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. This is Kathy Gillums. She's one of the goodest people I know. But some of us do think that because we're good people, we don't need a saviour to forgive us. I'm okay with God. But both of these are actually wrong. And I know that we all have much more serious things on our list of regret, much more serious things that we're ashamed of and we feel guilty about. See, sin hurts us, sin hurts others, and Sin hurts God. And we're all guilty before God and our relationship with God is broken because of these sins. But you know, God never actually intended for you to go through life riddled with guilt and shame and regret. And he never intended that your relationship with him would stay broken. That's why he sent Jesus to die on the cross, to forgive our sins and make our relationship with God right again. Romans 4:25 says, Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised from the dead to make us right in right relationship with God. You don't have to live with shame and guilt anymore because Jesus puts your sins, he put my sins to death on the cross and his resurrection proved that he wasn't just a misguided martyr. He actually was the son of God. Too many people go through life riddled with guilt and shame and regret. You carry this load around through life that it weighs you down and it destroys your relationship with God and it destroys your relationship with each other. But if you ask Jesus to take it from you today, he will. He will forgive your sins and he'll make you right with God. Ask Jesus today to make that your before and after story this Easter. You know, the night before Jesus went to the cross, he called his disciples together and he said to them, they're going to arrest me 
and they're going to crucify me. But don't worry, because after three days, I'm going to rise from the dead. But guess what? They didn't believe him. In fact, as they saw Jesus nailed on the cross, they saw him die. They saw his dead body taken down and put in a tomb. They saw a massive stone rolled across the front of the tomb. And they weren't expecting him to come back from the dead. The light of life, everything that they had hoped for, everything that they had believed in had been extinguished. And what did they do? They hid away in a locked room, weeping. They're depressed. They're discouraged. And they're in despair. They can't see a way out of the mess that they've found themselves in. All of their hopes and dreams, everything that they had put their faith in has come crashing down on the cross. Early on the Sunday morning, as we read, when Mary went to the tomb, she actually wasn't going to see if Jesus had risen. She was going to anoint a dead body. But when she gets there and the body's missing, still she doesn't think he's risen from the dead. She thinks that somebody has come and stolen the body. Someone had stolen her saviour. And she's crying. She's in utter despair. She thinks that's it. It's all over now. And maybe some of you this morning are sitting here crying with despair on the inside. Maybe your life, your family, your business hasn't turned out the way that you thought or hoped that it would. And you can't see a way out of this mess that you're in and the pain that you're feeling right now just seems too hard and too distant. Maybe you're overwhelmed with fear and anxiety in this season and the uncertainty of the times that we're living in feel too much to bear. The good news of Easter is that with Jesus, there is always hope. With Jesus, there is always hope. You know, as Mary is sitting there crying in despair at what had happened, she hears Jesus call her name. And when she turns, she sees with her own eyes that Jesus is alive just as he had promised. So she runs back excitedly to tell the disciples because her despair had turned into hope. See, the resurrection of Jesus changed everything. Jesus defeated death, which means that suffering isn't the end of the story. It's not the end of your story. Sin won't have the last word. Your sickness will not win in the end. Your fear and your anxiety will come to an end. Your heartache and pain won't endure forever. Some of you need to hear this this morning. 
Death has been defeated. Hope is alive. See, Mary's despair before the resurrection turns to hope after the resurrection. And you're invited into the same hope today. This can be your before and after story today. Peter says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hope is alive if Jesus is alive in you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Whatever's causing you to despair this morning, it's not the end of your story if Jesus is alive in you. Let this become your before and after story this Easter. Receive the living hope that Jesus offers you. Now when Mary runs then to tell the disciples, they're actually hiding in a locked room because they are scared that they're going to be next. They were depressed. They were discouraged. And they were living in incredible fear before the resurrection. In fact, Peter was so scared on the night that Jesus was crucified, he told everybody that he didn't even know who Jesus was. But a month later, Peter stands before the crowd of people who had actually crucified Jesus. And he says, you crucified the Son of God and you need to repent. See, when the disciples saw for themselves that Jesus was alive, their whole attitude to life had changed. See, before Easter, they were living in fear. But after Easter, they had the courage to take on the world because they had witnessed the resurrected Jesus firsthand, not secondhand, not with somebody who told somebody who told somebody. They saw Jesus alive and now they're not afraid anymore. In fact, Peter says to the crowd, when we told you about the powerful coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we were not telling you made up stories that someone invented. Rather, we were eyewitnesses to his majesty. But it wasn't just the 12 disciples who saw Jesus alive. Luke the historian tells us that for 40 days after his death, Jesus appeared to people many times in many ways that proved beyond a doubt that he was alive. They saw him and he talked with them about the kingdom of God. And within months, this little group of 120 became thousands. Within 20 years, the church in Jerusalem had grown to 150,000 people. Why? Because so many people had seen Jesus alive. Not just a few eyewitnesses, but there were 40 days of eyewitness accounts to the resurrected Jesus. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, Christ died for our sins just as the scripture said. He was buried 
And he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the 12. And that, after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by all the apostles. Last of all, I saw him too. You know, if I was to say to you that yesterday when I was going down the Gateway Motorway, I saw the Queen pulling into the Logan Hyperdome. You'd say that I was crazy. You'd say that I was making it up. There's no way the Queen would go to the Logan Hyperdome. Carindale maybe, but not the Logan Hyperdome. Susan, you did not see the Queen. But if 500 other people stood up and said that they'd seen her too, oh, we had dinner with her last night at Hogsbreath. We saw her walking her corgis in the dog park the other day. We played a spot of tennis with her on Saturday. Or we saw her trying on a pair of slacks at TK Maxx yesterday. (laughs) As incredible as it sounds that the Queen would be walking around Queensland, you'd actually believe it because more people, so many people actually saw it happen. Maybe. The disciples, though, living in fear before Sunday are now courageous after Sunday because they had seen the living Jesus. Christianity spread from 120 to 2.3 billion people because there were multiple eyewitnesses and they were willing to die for what they'd seen. Many of the early believers died on a cross themselves. In fact, Peter was crucified upside down for declaring what he had witnessed and what he had experienced. See, these scaredy cats had gone on to risk their lives for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ, it tells us in the book of Acts. Another reason that the gospel spread so far and so quickly is that they weren't living in their own power anymore. Do you ever feel like you're running on empty? Are you feeling like you're too depleted on the inside to do what you really want to do? Maybe you can't be the the parent that you aspire to or maybe the wife or the husband that you want to be. You can't make the difference in the world that you dream about making because it feels like you're running on empty. There's nothing left in the tank. I actually think this season with all its uncertainties and its ups and downs have have left many of us feeling like that. But here's the really good news about the resurrection that I want you to take hold of this morning. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to you on a daily basis. 
The same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is available to you and it's available to me. Ephesians 1 verse 19 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. See, if you ask Him for help, God will fill you with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The power of the resurrection has the power to free you from past addictions. It's the power to start over when your world has come crashing down. It's the power to change the brokenness inside you that you can't change on your own. It's the power to heal your marriage. It's the power to achieve your God-given purpose. It's the power to be the person God created you to be. It's why the Easter story is the greatest before and after story in the history of the world. It's why Christianity spread so fast through the world because they weren't doing it in their own power. They had the power of God's Spirit living within them. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. See, God never intended you to go through life running on empty. If you're not filled with the right power source, you won't fulfill your purpose. And you won't fulfill the purposes that God has for you unless you're filled with his power. But if you ask him, Jesus will put his power inside you and he'll fill you with the purposes that he has for you. This can be your before and after story this Easter from feeling empty on the inside to being filled with his power. Sounds good, doesn't it? On that first Easter Sunday morning as the women went to the tomb to anoint Jesus' dead body, two angels appeared and said to them, why, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Easter is the greatest before and after story in the history of the world. See, before Sunday, Jesus was dead. After Sunday, Jesus is alive now and forevermore. Come on, that's worth celebrating. Jesus proves that there is life after death and he's made a way for everyone to receive it. The before and after of Easter is not something that you can strive to achieve. It's not something that you can pay for. It's not something that you can work towards in 12 easy steps. It's something that you must ask for and receive by faith. He promises you that if you put your faith in him, you will receive life after death. John 3 verse 16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Can you imagine a love that strong? He so loved the world he gave his one and only son. 
He suffered the separation of his son, the separation of his very being because he so loved the world so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And Romans 10 verse 9 tells us how we can do that today. Romans 10 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, here's the promise, you will be saved. Declare with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. It's a promise. I actually want to give you the opportunity this morning to declare, to declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord if you believe in your heart that God did raise him from the dead. A prayer is going to come on the screen behind me that you can pray if that's you this morning. If you want this to be your before and after story, this is a starting point. Not the end. It's a starting point. Just want to give you a moment to read the words of this prayer before we pray it together. This morning, if you read those words, if you've heard the story of Easter over this weekend, and there's a longing in your heart and knowing that you need a Saviour, that you need to declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be bold and courageous this morning, just like the disciples were when they had seen the resurrected Jesus. I'm going to ask you to do something courageous this morning and put your hand up just where you are to declare that today I'm putting my faith in Jesus for the first time or maybe it's the first time in a long time. And today you want to say, that's me. I'm declaring with my mouth that Jesus is Lord believing in my heart that God raised him from the dead. If that's you, can I ask you right now just to put your hand up wherever you are. Is there anybody here this morning? That's cool. Why don't we pray this prayer together out loud, declaring our faith in Jesus. Dear Jesus, today I believe you proved that you are the Son of God by coming back to life. I ask you to forgive my sins that you died on the cross for. I receive your Spirit into my life to give me the power to live your way and to fulfil your purposes. Thank you for giving me hope today and for the promise of eternal life. How good is our God? 
I actually want to just take the opportunity to pray for a few people this morning. As I've been praying over this message, the words that keep coming to me are to pray for the hopeless, those that feel that all hope is lost. Maybe this morning you want that to be your before and after Easter story, that today is a line in the sand to say, Jesus, I'm choosing, choosing to be filled with your hope, choosing to be filled with your courage, choosing God to be filled with your power just as the early disciples were. If that's you this morning, if you want renewed hope, if you want renewed courage to share your faith, to declare that Jesus is Lord, maybe it's simply to invite somebody to Alpha. It's the best tool I know of that you can walk that journey of faith with somebody. Or maybe this morning you just want God to fill you afresh with the power of His Spirit as the disciples did. If that's you, can I just ask you to stand where you are? I just wanna pray over you this morning. I don't need you to tell me anything or tell anybody else, but can I pray for you? Thank you. Anybody else? I just wanna pray a blessing over you that God would indeed fill you afresh this morning. to fill us every day and we need to keep coming back to Him we need to keep being filled let me pray God I I thank you I thank you for the power of your resurrection God I thank you for the life that we can have in you God, I thank You that You made a way to restore our relationship with You. God, I thank You for the cross. But most of all, we thank You for the resurrection, the resurrected Jesus that proves that You have the power over sin and death, that You are indeed the Son of God. You are so good. God, I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning that are crying out to You. God, I pray that You would fill them with renewed hope. God, where their hearts are feeling hopeless, that their situation can't change. God, I pray that You would fill them with a new hope, the hope of resurrection, the hope of the power of Jesus within them. God, I thank You that Easter tells us a different story, that we can have a before and after story. God, the things that have held us back, the things that have led us to to hopelessness, God, the things that have left us feeling like we're running on empty. God, we bring them to You. We bring them to You, God. We ask that You fill us with hope today, a line in the sand. God, would you fill us with hope? Would you fill us with courage? God, would you pour out the power of your Spirit upon us? 
the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that You said would be ours. God, would we move, would we talk, would we live in the power of the resurrected Jesus? God, I pray that as a community here at Redlands, we would live out the hope of Easter, that we would live in the courage and the power of this season, of this resurrection. Fill us, God. I pray that we would be a community known for the hope that we carry. Hope to the broken, hope to the hurting, hope to those that are struggling. God, that we would see many lives changed, many people come to know your saving power, your saving grace. hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.